Heart of Bariatrics is a surgeon and dietitian team that has been practicing for years in bariatrics. It started as the brainchild of Dr. Erica Lavella, a board-certified metabolic surgeon who started researching the gut-brain axis after her own health issues inspired her to help others. She then enlisted Bonnie Buckingham, MSRD, CDCES, a dietitian passionate about helping people heal their relationship with food through compassion and self-acceptance. They founded the Art of Bariatrics after discovering that not everyone had access to high-quality nutrition and lifestyle education that is specific to bariatric surgery. The Art of Bariatrics believes the best medicine is a blend of traditional Western science and holistic care. And even deeper, that the root of many illnesses start in the gut. Healing your gut and bodies need a multifactorial approach that includes our food, mental health, the body's ability to move freely, and our environment. Welcome to today's episode. There are also dietitian bosses. All right, so Susan, I've already introduced you. Um, we'll just go right into it. Okay, uh, Bonnie and Erica, can you share where people can find you on social media? Yeah, you can find us at um, Art of Bariatrics. That is our social media handle. And then we also have a website, artofbariatrics.com. Fantastic. And really happy to have you both here today. I was uh, hoping that you could kick off and explain a little bit about your roles, what each one of you does in the company and how you work together. Yeah, so I am um, a bariatric dietitian. I've been working as a dietitian for about 10 years now. And um, Dr. Erica Lavelle and I actually worked together in a bariatric clinic and started our side business together. Yeah. Um, for me, the, I mean, I was a dietitian before I became a medical doctor and I've always believed, you know, food is medicine. And I always teach all my patients, everything that they need to know about eating healthy foods. And I mean, I, I prefer that over prescription medicine medicine, which is why I am a surgeon. And uh, bariatric surgery is this perfect blend of being your health coaching, dietitian, clinical self, and a surgeon. Oh my gosh, surgeon is surgery is so satisfying. So this bariatric surgery niche um, is just near and dear to my heart and our, you know, clients, clients in our private coaching business and patients in our clinical nine to five sort of framework. But um, they really need long-term ongoing support and they really need sound nutritional advice. So Bonnie and I uh, just had a passionate knack for teaching, had a passionate knack for sharing information and and we're both very systems oriented people yeah. and we're also very forward thinking. And so we're constantly um, kind of revamping our workflow here in the clinic. And gosh, about two years ago, I think, I think Bonnie asked me to be no, her work wife. It was, it was you. I, I remember you. you asking me to go into business with you. And I was like, what? What? No. <laughs> but eventually the idea really warmed up to me. Um, I was really drawn to the idea of being my own boss and being able to make the call. Um, you know, our, our clinic is so wonderful, but you are definitely constrained within a system. And I was really excited to get outside of that system. And having Erica here just gave me the opportunity to move outside and be more creative. Yeah. yeah and I would say for me too, that's like, uh, you know, I say the same thing over and over and over again. And I feel like I'm... Um, I kind of go saying the same thing over and over again. And so I'm like, 
I much rather say this in a large group where multiple people who need to hear this can hear it at the same time. And um, yeah, so that's that's where we are. We are we are art of bariatrics. We do full spectrum, really wellness and health um, health kind of planning. But you know, in this niche, very specific to how do I meal prep? How do I food plan? How do I create a menu? How do how do I eat within the confines of my surgical limits? And then also, you know, what resources can I trust? And um, yeah, I, we are both very passionate about this and very well read and um, we really enjoy it. So I love the story and I love how you work well together. You guys have great chemistry. I love that you're you know, doing, uh, you're working towards bariatric or you're doing that. That's your business and you met in clinical. So can you share, especially since it sounds Erica, like this was your idea, how did, and you went to Bonnie and said that you wanted you know, to do it, Bonnie had to warm up to it. Can you share a little bit about what sparked the interest for you? Why did you want to create the side business in the first place? I mean, being a, a surgeon, like what was the impetus for you to say, I want to do something different? Was it like the freedom and flexibility? Were you not satisfied? Is it because you just love Bonnie? What were like, how did that happen? So here's where I think I'm totally conundrum to maybe most of your other listeners. I love clinical practice. I love surgery. I will always be a surgeon. This will always be a side component of my life, my lifestyle. And in that regard, I'm kind of, I'm time constrained. So it gets so much of my attention and it really, um, so I'm, I'm all about growth and I'm all about automation. Like that has been really important to me. So we've been focusing on all these details, micro, micro details on the tech side, making sure every single aspect of what we do is automated. But but you know, for me, it was like literally this deeper inner calling towards education, towards group support. I mean, I, I I don't love to hear myself talk, but I love to talk. I love to share. I love to facilitate. I love to um, open up a conversation, help people connect the dots. And again, clinical medicine is largely ran by old men. And so this online... Um, opportunity to have a voice, be authentic, have my clients not call me doctor, but call me Erica, because by doing this work, I'm not their doctor. I am purely an educator and a teacher and a facilitator. It's very freeing and very satisfying to me. Thank you for sharing that. That's incredible. And this, this episode will go down as an episode of saying you can be in clinical and absolutely start a side hustle. And that's great too. So I, I yeah, I love that. It doesn't, you can do what you love as a surgeon and, and dietitian, but also contribute in, in an educational capacity. And that's beautiful because you get to play multiple roles. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Anything you want to yeah. Oh, just my heart is so full, Libby. Like, again, we we sought you out. We found you. You gave us a lot of good framework for how do you sort of get the ball rolling, right? Instead of being such an idea person and kind of being like stuck behind the scenes and feeling a little frustrated about how you actually make a client become somebody that you can facilitate. Um, but we've been doing this now, I think July was when we launched our first program. So yeah. really only two months. And and my heart is so full because I have this balance, this balance between this teacher, between this facilitator and this sort of, you know, health coaching kind of dietitian model paired with the clinical. Like I'm, I'm so yeah. satisfied. Yeah. I feel the same way. It, it got, it got me out of the rut of everyday life. And I, I feel the same way as Erica. Oftentimes my appointments, I have to say the same thing over and over again. And there's just not a lot of creativity and outlets. And I, 
you know, the first round of women, even the second round we have going right now, I can, I just could not believe how wonderful it felt. Like we would talk about that. We'd end the sessions with these women and we were like, whoa, this was not something we had experienced before. That notion of ideal client, right? Yeah, oh, ideal client. Definitely. So what helped you get to the point? Like when you said you felt full, is that from your side business where you attracted clients and were able to give a service for education? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of that, you know, really cliche thing, which is, you know, I like to help people when you can really connect with people in a solid way that helps them plan and commit and then also demonstrate and get vulnerable with you. Mm -hmm. And also in front of others, like the entire group atmosphere thing that happens. And so when people share what is or isn't going well in that week and they ask for help on what can I do to make myself better at this one thing. And that was also something that we also got to participate in, in your calls, right? So not only could we learn on how to do it for ourselves, but then also how to witness it in other people. And it just, I mean, overall, these programs that we're we're running, it just screams growth, personal growth. Like every, every single session is about reflecting, learning, and then like picking up, you know, the next best tip and then practicing it. So what's been your challenge then? Because this is sounding like it's effortless. It's (laughs) (laughs) definitely not effortless. (laughs) Putting in a lot of effort. We have so much effort. I mean, I think there were really two big struggles we had. The first one was just finding the time to do this. I mean, we both work full-time jobs. We have outside commitments and trying to do this on the side while maintaining some type of sanity in the middle of a pandemic was tough. So that that was a really tough thing we had to push through for several weeks. And then I think the second thing for us was really just trying to figure out who were we like wanting to be authentically online. <laughs> that was really important to us is that we were ourselves online and we weren't projecting an image that we were trying to create for other people because both of us wanted to feel fulfilled doing this, that this was... We wanted it to be something we really enjoyed, that it was part of us. And I think it took us a while to figure out how do we morph the struggles of social media with being really genuine and just who we are, which is Oregon girls who (laughs) (laughs) garden and (laughs) eat hippie food. Yeah, eat hippie food. And And our our work wives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yep. That's, that's great. So I thank you for sharing the vulnerability there. I'm hearing two things. Prioritization, which I have some follow-up questions about, how you tactically made that happen and how your role together supported that. Like what kind mm-hmm. of you had together? And then I want to ask a few questions about what helped you develop your brand, which is a very big topic that maybe if you break it down, was it just doing it, showing your face? What helped you stay authentic? And again, maybe it was just having the support among each other. So can we start with uh, what helped you tactically prioritize getting yourself out there and and getting this off the ground? Yeah. So tactically, actually it was the fact that there were two of us together. So we would just sit down and be like, you take this and I take this. (laughs) And then we would just circle it up. I would make posts, Erica would post them, or I would say, I'm going to take the physical post. You're going to take the real or the story for that day. Um, and we just divvied it up and found mm-hmm. where our strengths were. So what were we better at? And then just ran with it. Yeah. I would say also 
paying attention to what those individual strengths are. Mm -hmm. Bonnie is an incredibly attention to detail person. She wrote exquisite program manuals and really detailed syllabus. And, you know, here's step one, step two. And, you know, that's the type of stuff that I would like have tons of grammatical errors and the formatting would be wrong and I would send it out anyway. And then I would be like upset and frustrated with myself. So it was like (laughs) fantastic to have such this, you know, calm demeanor, detail oriented person who thinks three times before, you know, measures three times before they cut, so to speak. Um, My strength tends to be that kind of show your face story, kind of talk to people kind of thing. And so that's just what I've done. I've kind of hit the ground running. I'm, you know, kind of putting myself out there in that sort of like marketing kind of like no like trust me. This is our team. This is what we're doing. And, um, you know, we went on vacation And as an observation, if I don't go online for two weeks, we don't get new clients. So, you know, it's just like, so I, I participate in that way fully and even more committed now after the observation of taking that two week break for, you know, a lovely vacation, which is fantastic. Um, I've also taken an incredible um, interest in workflow automation because my life is very hectic and busy and I have a lot of things going on. So, you know, done a lot of research, been really patient, you know, asked for their feedback, but, you know, we have our contract automated, which then flows through our payment system, which then flows through our customer relations manager, which then kicks people directly into a workflow that I built that then delivers our content every day. And it's like all built into all these different moving parts and pieces. And I think that that is one of the most overwhelming things when we first made this decision to be in business together was, okay, how the heck are we going to do it? Because there's so many all-in-one platforms, but then the functionality is so limited. So I'm not saying what I'm doing is right. It's just it's the journey I've taken and it's the path that I've created and it's, it's working. And I'm just like really grateful that it's working for all of those yeah, you know, sort of reasons. So extroverted. Yeah. Erica is just so incredible. Every time she starts speaking, I'm just blown away. I just love seeing her speak and I'm very introverted. I'm quiet, but I also like to make sure things are running okay in the background, like that we're prioritizing and we've got things set and that just worked really well for us. I, I'd even read something the other day that people find different soulmates throughout their life that they're oh, yeah. not always romantic. And I was like, oh yeah, I have a business soulmate. <laughs> Me too. It's Erica. <laughs> I love that and I think that's really powerful and special and what I'm hearing is a lot of self-awareness so you're aware of who does what and you kind of who operates in what genius zone and that's helped you allocate tasks that fit best for your personality so you you know aren't fatigued you're doing things you love and you're driving the business forward um, that's mm-hmm. that takes a lot of maturity to understand that because a lot of people get hung up on what they like doing and what they're good at. So I feel like you came into this with that sense. And maybe that's what attracted you to each other in the first place is that compliment of, okay, Erica shows her face, Bonnie's going to get the syllabus up and running or, or make sure and review it. And then you guys can, again, divide and conquer and really get things out there and, and be able to make it work. And that is, you again, you make it sound easy, but that was a skill in itself to work well with someone else to in, in, a, in a side business or full-time capacity. So I think that's really great that we're able to represent that. Yeah, really good. And then when it comes to, uh, as far as tactically making it work, you shared how you've been able to do that. Did it happen faster than you would have thought or did it take longer? Can you share any reflections about whether it's like the time per week 
or overall? Because I know you shared you went from zero to six K. Can you talk a little bit more about the, the results in terms of revenue and then the amount of time and energy it took to get there, especially knowing how you divided and conquered? I think I probably spent maybe 10 or more hours a week on this, at least. Maybe um, more. I can't know. I'm not good at estimating time. <laughs> I'm not good at estimating time either. And I think that that is also um, probably the helpful, playful aspect of why, you know, what we're doing. Yes, it's work and I can't wait for it to manifest itself into like, you know, a real rewarding sort of profitable thing where we can like, you know, pay ourselves for our time. I think that is incredibly important for us to, you know, maintain that value, but it is fun. So it is fun for us and it does bring joy. I remember we were just like, we started the program and we thought we need to get this going now. (laughs) Like we paid for this, we are going for it. So, I mean, I would just be sitting at my computer or my phone, no matter what was going on in the day. If there was a break, I was on Canva. If there was another break, I was creating our, you know, class syllabus stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, so it was just kind of all, all the time for me. Anytime I wasn't doing my clinical work, I was trying to make this happen. And Libby, your program, uh, really, it took a while. It took a pra- it took a little bit of practice, but, you know, learning how to use insights, learning how to look at the top, you know, reaching mm-hmm. most profile clicks, most saves kind of posts, learning how to kind of reband, refocus, um, you know, make your, make your existing content even better has really also helped streamline kind of that process. And yeah, I mean, even prior to us finding you and joining your program, I mean, we spent a lot of time on this. It was like every Friday, every Friday we would meet and we would like, you know, plug away on the website. Maybe we would like write a blog post and then we would try to share it on social media and we're kind of, you know, kind of slow poking it. And then I mean, yeah, thank you. Because yeah, your yeah, program, we were, we were slow poking it. Your your program really just like lit the fire under mm-hmm. our asses and made us like kind of just go for it and go for it with a step one, step two, step three, step four. And it's funny because it's like, it's exactly the type of things that our bariatric clients want from us is mm-hmm. they want like a step one, step two, step three, step four, and we give it to them. But um, yeah, we just, we didn't really have that framework prior to your program. So, so thank you because um, we started your program, I think in June, maybe the end of May, we set a deadline for ourselves. We were mm-hmm. launching July 21st and we'd already had all our content written because we had focused on that earlier in the pandemic. We had spent a lot of time on contents, what we say every day, but then to kind of go through the motions of the automation, go through the motions of the marketing, go through the motions of getting our first clients, right? Like that was, it was very wonderful. And I just feel so humbled. Like we're only, we're really only two months into money making. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, that impact factor, and then that knowing your worth and setting your price. And so we're, we're, we're incrementally going through those steps as well. And it, and it feels good. And we're just here to learn. <laughs> we're here to learn to make an impact. <laughs> I, I love your attitude. And, and thank you for sharing, sharing the journey. And, and thank you for, for doing the work. It's incredible. It's really, really great to hear and to see. So when we talk about you going to making money, is there anything you want to share about growth or moments? Did you have any kind of self-doubt you were able to acknowledge? Work? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I think my self-doubt moment is we had gotten through the first round and we didn't have anyone signed up for the second round. 
<laughs> I thought, oh no. <laughs> well, and that's again, I took a vacation. Yep. And, you know, if you aren't really, if you're using Instagram as your primarily tool, if you aren't showing up every day, if you aren't mentioning your coaching mm-hmm. program, if you aren't saying why your coaching program is helping anybody, nobody's going to know you exist. No, <laughs> nobody's going to know you're even doing anything. So it's like, it is this very active, proactive means to, um, you know, communicating with the world. And yeah, it almost took our first one and then taking a little break to kind of almost reignite that like fire of why this is important, Mm -hmm. why I have to make this a priority, why, why we need to like keep showing up in this way is like, you can't have the mindset to grow if you are Mm short-sighted in effort. A a lot of growth and reflection. And I appreciate that you're able to see that so fast and align future decisions to help support your personal and professional goals. That's great. It's really, really great. Um, So I do want to go back to the whole branding because you had mentioned, I think, Bonnie, about how uh, you said showing up as your authentic self was something I'm not sure both of you struggled with. I'm just, if you mentioned that, Bonnie, but what can you talk a little bit about that journey and what helped you be comfortable and be yourself and not feel forced or like you're projecting anybody else into your message? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's hard because you get on social media and everyone kind of looks the same. <laughs> you know, everyone's kind of looking the same and doing the same thing. And that that was a struggle for us because we were trying to figure out how to make it work within the framework because the that the basically the the social media algorithm you gave us works like magic. <laughs> like we went from like getting no likes to like a hundred likes overnight. And, but we were trying to figure out, okay, how do we do this? But how do we be ourselves? And so we had to think about, well, what do we like doing? How do we, what, where do we like to be? We like to be in the garden. We like to be in nature. We like to eat certain things. And then how do we incorporate that into this magical formula (laughs) that gets us noticed on social media? I think it just took trial and error. We just had to experiment and make something and then think, oh, how did we feel after we made that? Did we feel good? Did we feel that we needed to be a little more true to ourselves? What was working? Yeah. Prior to even joining your program, we would sit down and just spend a lot of time, you know, drinking tea and kind of brainstorming. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of it would come from the visuals, the aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do we want to be, you know, like, let's imagine us having a branding photo shoot right now. Mm -hmm. Like what, what would we bring in, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, you know, we chose the name art of bariatrics because we wanted it to blend into more of a lifestyle, more of a culture, more of a, you know, again, not necessarily an aesthetic in a, in a kind of superficial sense, but in like, you know, that sense in your nervous system when you just had the massage and you're Mm kind of like relaxing and you're hanging out, you know, in your bathrobe and you feel like your skin is just glowing and you, you feel like you don't have a care or worry in the world. Like that's what we want to bring to art of bariatrics or that's what we want bariatrics to be. And so, you know, how do we make our content reflect that in the words and the facts, but also sometimes even our style and how we would, you know, again on stories. So oftentimes I'm just on stories like preaching, like bleeding my heart out, you know, kind of like I, I'm here to serve you. Like we do questions a lot. We get a lot of engagement from questions. Um, and you know, sometimes the level in which I'm trying to engage with people, I can tell that there's a lot of non-ideal clients out there. They still kind of want to stop superficially at like, just tell me what to eat. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, well, it's bigger than that. 
You know, we, we gotta, you know, tell me, how, how do you feel in your body right now? And so we're really trying to go kind of just beyond the superficialness of just food and really kind of weave it in. And I think that will be a, a progress journey kind of thing as we continue to go and um, develop our presence online. Yeah, we would take photo shoots together. We would play with colors. We did all kinds of just creative little things to figure out what felt good to us and what fit with us. And again, that felt fun, right? Mm -hmm. And we did that before there was this pressure of capitalization. And well, that is rewarding and lovely. In fact, I think we will treat ourselves to a vacation the first time we can actually pay (laughs) ourselves. Um, But, you know, yeah, we're, we're really, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's such a feminine thing to play with texture, color, vibe, culture, you know, it's, 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 it's art. It's like, it's all of those mm-hmm. things. It's creative. It's great. And I, I love how you uh, describe that. And I really like how you're describing that you want your culture to feel like after you got a massage in your bathrobe. I thought that was really nice. That was such a beautiful illustration. <laughs> I think that I can feel that. I can feel the, the fun energy in your, in the way you speak about each other. And I know that's contagious and that your ideal clients and your current clients feel that too. Um, so I think that's really important and for the listeners, super inspiring. I also note, uh, noted how you had mentioned, Erica, I, I like that, that not everybody's an ideal client and you're aware of that. But then also, I mean, we didn't go too deep on this, but I'm assuming that like, well, you can tell me in your own words, knowing and identifying not everybody is an ideal client is is good for your mindset because that's part of the process, right? You're going to, you might, there might be a ratio, there might be three ideal clients to every actual 10 people who might want to work with you or might be interested. That doesn't mean everybody's going to pay. doesn't mean everybody's going to do your program, but you're still helping people, whether it's through your free content showing up and inspiring them or whether they pay. So can, can you talk a little bit about the process of how did you come about the ideal client and what helped you get clear on that to kind of keep you focused? Yeah, I would say definitely the content creation. And so, you know, content creation is kind of like that magnet for who who's going to be attracted to you. And so that's like being authentic, showing up ourselves. You know, we we talk a lot about gut health because we care a lot about the microbiome. We care a lot about the environment. And so, you know, there's this whole interplay between agriculture practices and, you know, clinical medicine and just gut health and psychology. And again, you can't think, you know, gut microbiome and stool tests being synonymous with a massage glowing kind of feeling, but that's what we're working hard to connect is all of those different things. So the ideal client piece Yes, you can get really attached to that income growth, but I think if you focus purely on that income growth, then sometimes you're going to attract the wrong client. It's going to create a lot of headaches for you. So Bonnie and I both use our internal sense Mm -hmm. of, does this make us feel good? to drive what we're putting out there online. And when we kind of, you know, abide by this sort of energetic principle of this is an alignment, um, then we we are attracting our ideal clients. Our ideal clients seek us out because they want a better gut health relationship. They want, yes, they want to lose, lose weight, but they want to do it in these confines of how do I prepare natural, holistic, healthy food? How do I even learn to start fermenting my own food? How do I, how do I do this in a way that I know my metabolism can work for me? And that's how a lot of the language that we use. Um, And I would say we're even like niching down even better from the first cohort to the second cohort, like 
a hundred percent, everybody is excited and willing and like putting in the actual work to try these new foods, try these new recipes, try these new food combinations, meal prep, grocery shop, like all those things. Like we're, we're really letting go of clients that want the quick fix, want the meal replacement, want the calorie restriction at all costs. You know, we're kind of trying to undo. And I know you have so many different listeners that have so many different um, viewpoints and styles, right? Like that's the beautiful thing about nutrition is it really can be individualized, but we look, we look at it from a very um, kind of scientific microbiome research perspective. And then we weave in this lifestyle, which is, are you feeling good too? You know, so we kind of try to practice what we preach. We facilitate that. And as long as we're living in alignment with that, I'm satisfied. Yeah. So to kind of summarize, it's it's our content that I think we we try to use to attract the ideal client. And then from there on out, we have questions we ask them when they sign up for a booking call. <laughs> and then it's bariatric clients are actually pretty easy to discern when you get them on the phone. Um, based on what our program is, you can quickly tell if they're the ideal client for us or not. So we get them to that point. And then to get us down to a further level, we actually have our program split up into buying the program without the coaching and then buying the program with the coaching. So if you're not an ideal client for us, you can still buy this program, but you're just not going to be in the group dynamic. And that is actually something that is working for us. So people are doing that. And then from there's even the tier beyond that. So our after our first cohort, we started um, uh, a subscription. So we have a lot of the ladies who pay $25 a month just to have one group coaching call a month with us, just to stay engaged with us. So you, you've really found a way to help people and to segment it so that you're working in your, your zone of genius, what you feel comfortable with, with the type of person that is supporting the message that you're putting out there and not looking for a quick fix, or maybe those that type of person that wants a quick fix just needs a little longer with your content. Um, and then maybe later they can come into the group. So at some point, or maybe yeah. and that's okay too. They might, they might have some, they might check some boxes, but not enough to participate in, in what you offer in that special space. So I, I mean, that's smart. That's also a little more advanced. Um, but I love that you put it together and that you're, you're, totally living your true selves and your true lives and I can feel it. And I love how you talk about it. And then you mentioned that you show that in your stories, right? Like how you connect your message through your ideal client and, and how you have it segmented for your offer. I think all of that sounds wonderful. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear you share that for people who might not know how to figure things out or might not know. And that a lot of dietitians get tripped up about what to do and where to put things and where it goes. And you've done a great job of showing um, that there are a lot of options um, when you get to different levels, a lot of different ways that you can serve people, whether it's free, you might never sell them, or whether you offer and you decide that you don't want to provide any service delivery, like coaching, but you can still sell them some content, or maybe you do sell them content with coaching and you can choose how you want that to work. And then adding the automation as well does make it even easier. So that's I, that's great. Yeah. So I, I guess I would, uh, to wrap things up, I would want to know what's the future of the side hustle? Is it that you want to keep it a side hustle? What's kind of next for, for you guys and, and for your energy and your synergy? Like what's, what's in the near future that you're, that you're willing to share? Well, I, I would like this for me to become a full-time hustle. <laughs> so that, that's actually my overall goal. Um, I think Erica and I have big dreams for the future yeah. together in bariatrics. Um, my future is going to involve me moving to Australia. 
Um, and so it was also really important for us to start this with the notion that um, we can be a full service online dietitian program pre and post bariatric surgery when I go into private practice yeah. in Australia. So, um, so yeah, we're kind of, we're, we're, we're just, we're setting it up yeah, for all those her, things. Her dietitian manager, AKA me, follows her <laughs> along. <laughs> That's exciting. Also, does that mean that you'll have to be virtual work wives? Yes. Yes. Virtual work wives. But I mean, the pandemic kind of started that for us. Um, you know, we, we're not necessarily doing our group coaching calls together um, or at least in person. We're, we're yeah. doing them all, you know, on Zoom, um, Facebook, see like that. I mean, I think the world's a smaller place because of our technological, you know, resources. Um, you know, of course we have other sort of hurdles to explore, like, you know, what does it look like to be, uh, an internationally registered business? I don't know. Um, you know, we'll kind of explore all those things, but yeah, which, you know, so we've been using Stripe as a payment platform because they accept so many worldwide payments. So we've had clients in Australia and uh, the UK already, which is lovely. So we're really keen keeping that big kind of broad reach. So yeah, if, 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 you know, we speak to the client and we can serve them. Really, really exciting things ahead. That is awesome. As far as Australia, congratulations on that. Although I'm sure it's bittersweet because you really it is. It's not close. Yes. That is like the furthest possible place. To go, so. But, but nevertheless, exciting. So um, anything else that you, any thoughts that you want to share, final things you want to wrap up with with the listeners or our, our reflections you want to share today? Um, I mean, I think your program does a really good job. You have that kind of special mindset call, you know, I mean, two, three years ago, when I first started dreaming about this project, not even knowing what it was going to be called, what the brand was going to be, just knowing I wanted to make one and be a facilitator in one. Um, there's a lot of self-work hurdles you kind of have to get mm -hmm. over. And so, um, yeah, I think getting a business coach, getting somebody to kind of like, you know, root for you and help reframe things, getting a partner, getting somebody you can talk to about it, um, you know, getting more um, like mentorship in this space, I think is um, really helpful. And Libby, I look at you like a mentor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I very much appreciate that. Those are very kind words. I'm inspired by both of you individually and as a team. I'm so happy you were able to share this story. And I'm honored to be able to have been a small piece of your of your process so i will be following your journey and i you know i'd like to know how australia goes and how everything is in the future so we'll definitely be in touch and anything else you want to add to that any final thoughts on that one i mean i don't think so i just think for other people starting the program just know it, it took us a long time it really did it, and it's okay that it takes a long time and then having this program was the thing that got us moving the most, but that it's okay if it takes a long time to figure out your brand and what feels good to you and, and all that. There's so much pressure. Yeah. There is a lot of pressure. Just be kind to yourself and, and do, do what you can in the moment. Yeah. Those are great affirmations. I feel like I'm going to go on social and just say that and just pull <laughs> that and give you credit, of course. So <laughs> just plug again um, your social media and then we'll, we'll wrap up. And then again, thank you so much for, for being here today. This is really fun. Yeah. Thank you, Libby. Yeah. Thanks, Libby. Yeah. Art of bariatrics. Great. Excellent. Okay. 
we are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method. Additionally, we offer a higher level program called Executive to help you hire and manage a staff as you expand and scale your program, whether you're offering a membership, course, group programming, private coaching, or a combination of various different offerings. We're here to help you on your journey with developing processes and implementing the operational foundation that you need to reach your goals. A lot of our clients want to work 20 hours or less a week, and we're so proud to say that we've helped them achieve that goal, and you'll hear their stories on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned and apply if you're looking for support to get there faster and meet some colleagues along the way who share your same growth mindset.